You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught from murder. Anyway, skill horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hello, everybody. This is Ryan here. Just before we get started, I want to let everybody know that the audio quality on this episode might be a little down compared to the rest of them. Um, had a few mic issues, but just wanted to take a moment and, and let you know now. I tried to clean it up as much as I could, uh, but we've got still got a fun episode for you. Jordan's leading the way, and we have a new guest. So, without further ado, I'll let Jordan take it away. Roadhouse. We're back. Welcome back to the Creepy Campfire Podcast. Yay! Uh, sorry about the week delay with no notice. Um, you guys had a family emergency. Had to hop out state, take care of that. You did or I did? I did. I did. Um, Ryan did. Did you just call me Brian? I said Ryan. <laughs> sorry, it kind of caught on my... Ryan. So, Ryan did. So that happened. Um, well, I saw into the eye of death today. Oh, yeah. Into the eye of death? Eye of death. That should be the name of the episode. I, well, it, it has no, it holds no <laughs> meaning for this for our topic, but yeah, Stone, the eye of Satan's butthole. Thought I was going. <laughs> no, it's his butthole. All right. Thought I was, thought I was going to die under a house. Um, Claustrophobia is real. Afraid of that sounds wrong. Afraid of tight spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like Satan's butthole would be a tight space though. <laughs> Anyway, Jordan, what are we talking? Actually, hey, Jordan, before we got, we got, we, yeah, we got, we got some things to do. Take care of first. Before we get into what we're 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 talking about, we have a guest for you guys today. Guest star. Guest star. Jordan, who is our guest today? I feel like he can introduce himself. I feel like he's good. He's good on that. Hi guys, uh, my name's Avery, and I'm here to uh, to uh, shoot some uh, shoot some shit. So this is Ryan and I's brother. Yes. Uh, from another mother. And uh, he's technically, well, might as, might as well say brother-in-law, right? I mean, yeah, you know, it's gonna happen. We know. It's gonna happen. We know. I'd say that. Yeah. Taking <laughs> 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 peer into your future, right? What What are we talking about today, Jordan? We are looking at the Roanoke Colony. I think that's how you say it. R O A N O K E. That's how I've heard it. Roanoke. Roanoke Colony. It's not in Japan. Don't don't do that. <laughs> That was the one thing I wasn't sure about is how you actually pronounce the 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 colony itself. I don't know that I don't know how to pronounce that word. I think g- give is it a shot. How sh- you say it? Give it a shot. Yeah. Roanoke. There we go. All right, all right. Good job, man. I feel like there should be a W in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, yeah. It's just Ro- Roanoke, maybe. Yeah. I'm just one all one word. We're not phonetically inclined. No. No, not at no. all. So Jordan, um, tell us tell us about this Ro- what 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 makes Roanoke worthy of the podcast being weird strange or otherwise so it's one it's it's supposedly one of the earliest kind of american mysteries or the ones that took place on on united states soil back in the 1500s okay 1500s. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty popular one uh, I've, I've seen it around on other podcasts and stuff like that and there's actually quite a bit of information on it online okay um so it wasn't hard to get a bit together it's just kind of picking through and seeing what's going to be necessary for us 
so we'll start with a little background on it like we usually do kind okay of, kind of a little lead in um they were supposed to be the first they were the first it was the first group of people attempting to colonize um on north american soil wait 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 like so like we're talking like not the plymouth and the pilgrim um yeah. it's it's just says like i was a trying to say the boat names avery oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but i can't Hey, yeah, I was like Santa Maria. Plymouth is a car. Oh, what if they came over on just like a herd of Plymouths? I would steal my Cuda and run away. Because <laughs> that's all I want is a Plymouth Cuda. Dream car. Um, I can't remember when that was. What year did uh, he come over? Well, Columbus came over in like, what was it, like 14, six, something he sailed the ocean blue. What was it? 1492, right? Hey, is ding, 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 ding. I feel like that's right. They said yeah. so. They said it was supposed to be the first English, like the first English settlement in North America. That makes sense because he wasn't sailing for England. Yeah, he, he was sailing. He was he. He was an Italian sailing for Span, Spain. Was he sailing for Spain? I'm Whose colors sure. was he? Were he? Was he? Whose colors was he flying? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you repping, cuz? <laughs> what would you have, Avery? You no, I'm just wondering. Was he Italian? I'm pretty sure he was Italian. He was he was either yeah, I'm pretty sure he was Italian and he or was it Portugal? Well, you know what? You Obviously, know what? we I, never look up anything <laughs> circumstantial <laughs> or relative to our cases here. We are well rehearsed and well researched, okay? We'll do this Jeopardy style. When did what what, what is it? What is 14 or when is uh, when is? <laughs> you got to say when otherwise yeah. it doesn't count. Yeah, you get the you get the answer wrong. Okay. But yeah, so, he was Italian, he sailed for Spain, but this is the first English, English colony. settlement cool colony we got there. attempting to colonize didn't do so well but they attempted to colonize so initially the expedition um was financed by sir humphrey gilbert mm-hmm. who uh drown he happened to drown in 1583 returning from a voyage to the uh fishing settlement at st john's newfoundland so he died in 1583 that's that's the point of that and he drowned he drowned yes uh his half-brother sir walter raleigh Later gained uh, the charter from the Queen, his, his charter from the Queen, and worked out the details through his delegates Ralph Lane and Richard Grenville, uh, which was Raleigh's different, distant cousin. Different cousin. <laughs> distant cousin. The initial settlement itself was established in the summer of 1585. Okay. Uh, but bad relations with local Native Americans and a lack of supplies caused uh, a lot of the members to like want to return to England with, with Sir yeah. Raleigh. They were like, this sucks. We want to go back home. Yeah. There's lots of story. Well, I won't get into... Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you can only take so much with you on the boat on the way there, and then you've got however many people to feed, and then as soon as you run out, you're like, what do I, we guess do? It's, I guess it's easier for you to go back home where you know you've got that. Oh, yeah. And get it back, and as opposed to, like, venturing out into all this mm-hmm. new unknown land. I, I would assume that's the way they thought. I don't know. But, so the, so they took off, uh, like, they, they kind of left a detachment a year later because they had to go and resupply. Okay. Uh, and Sir Francis Drake was the one who led the expedition back, and they left uh, 115 people behind. Oh, 150, like 118, roughly. Okay. So 118 people stayed back. Yeah. They went back to get supplies. Mm-hmm. But 118 with the people- intention to return. Right. To like expand. Right. They were just like, y'all hold down the fort. Mm-hmm. Make sure squirrels don't take over. We'll be back. Squirrels and our and our friends, our neighbors, make sure that they don't take over too. Right, yeah, because they were fighting for the land at that time. Ah. I was gonna say, I'm sure they were having issues with the, you know, natives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I don't know if what was the guy's name in Pocahontas? John Smith. John Smith. 
Yeah. Okay, because we got a John White. And that's, oh. That's, that's pretty damn close. <laughs> that's this big on, on the, uh, the relations there. Right. So these men had all disappeared by, by the time a second expedition led by John White, who also served as the colony's governor, arrived two years later in July 1587. So two years later, by the time they were actually able to get back to them, and we'll talk about why they weren't able to get back any sooner, um, they were all gone. Like, no trace. I wonder, well, like, kind of a trace, but not... Before we go farther, how patient would you be? Like, like how far, like, are, like, are you waiting? How long would you wait, essentially? Before... Yeah. For your people to come back? Yeah, before you'd be like, mm, I think we need to figure it out our you own. You uproot and move. Because, I mean, you think about it, they're crossing the, the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. People wreck and ships and die a lot. And maybe they made it back and were just like, nah, this is cushy. I'm not going back there. Well, and I feel like if the right, well, I mean, if the, the wrong people die, let's say, the ones that, like, knew about you mm-hmm. on a ship on the way back home. <laughs> yeah. You're gone forever. Nobody knows about you anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, your family might, but. I don't feel like people, humanity as a whole, is sane enough to wait around for much time. Like, I, I don't know how long it took to cross the seas at that point. I feel like it was like a matter of like four to six months. I'd give it about an hour. <laughs> pack up, pack up. Right. I'm out of here. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the road. Forget it. But like, I'd say like we'll say six months, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's probably pushing it a little bit to cross the Atlantic. So then we're talking, we'll say a year to get there and back with everything they need. So yeah, you know, I feel like up to that Depending point, on what you're bringing. Yeah, up to that point, you're like, okay, like I'll. Like, John White's going to make it back. Mm-hmm. Or who, who was it that left? So they left with Sir Francis Drake. Okay, so Drizzy's, Drizzy's going to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and he, he's going to bring bring the whole gang. Lil Wayne's going to bring the turkeys. Right. <laughs> Lil Wayne's going to bring the turkeys? <laughs> I, I is that expect- a line? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is that? I don't think Drake. it's a reference. Drake, Lil Wayne, they're... Label. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I get that they're both rappers. What, what is this about him? And they were in this. They were friends. Oh, it? because it's pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> also, you they couldn't bring turkeys because they're they were only in North America. This is true, they can't bring them with them. Guys, we are foul. We are killing they're the facts pigeons. tonight. We're, we're, we're doing uh, so good. We're we're bringing up. At least we're letting you know what they are before we just let it be. We are back with the renewed energy. Okay. Anyway, right people. Can it's I blame Avery. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah go for it. <laughs> yeah. New person. <laughs> it's just natural though for people to lose their patience, even if they like they were only gone two months. Mm-hmm. People start being like, "This was a bad idea. We're running out of food." Like I just feel it's natural for people to not be that patient when it's a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. But and especially in a new place, surrounded mm-hmm. by people that don't necessarily like you. Yes. So I'll let you keep going because I'm sure there's much more to the story. Oh, there's so much more. Um, so, uh, okay, so for years it was widely accepted that the colonists were massacred by local tribes, uh, but no bodies or any other archaeological evidence was ever found. Um, some think environmental circumstances could have forced the colonists to take shelter with, with the local tribes, um, but that's mostly based on oral histories, and, and it kind of lacks supporting evidence to that, to that account. Uh, some artifacts were discovered in 1998 on Hatteras Island, uh, where the Croatan, I, I could be totally butchering these, I'm sorry, C-R-O-A-T-A-N, Cro- Croatan tribe I think you was got based. It. Sounds right. Uh, but researchers couldn't definitively say that those were from Roanoke colonists either. So there's 
So they're finding things, but they don't know if they can really link them to them. Yeah, because, I mean, at that point, there's really all you have to go off is people's word. And again, a lot of the people there didn't like who was there because it's a lot of tribes that were still in the area. Right. So that's just kind of a background. We're going to like, that was kind of a summation. So this is like more like the beginning of it. So in 1587, uh, Walter Raleigh dispatched the group of, so they say 115, it varies 115 to 118. Uh, to establish a colony on Chesapeake Bay, which is, I, th- I guess that's in Valley, maybe? Because I think they call it the Roanoke Valley. Okay. So, yeah, so that's on Chesapeake Bay, it's, which is in Carol- North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was, they were laid by John White, an artist and friend of Walter Raleigh. They were ordered to stop at Roanoke to, to pick up the small contingent left there by Grenville the previous year. Okay, so that was Okay, the so they knew, people. and they were like, okay, we're going to start a new city. Might be a little better real estate. We'll pick up these poor guys that are stuck here. Yeah. Take them on to the promised land. Two years later. <laughs> um, but when they have arrived on July 22nd, in 1587, they found nothing except a skeleton that may have been the remains of one of the English garrison. Okay. So they show up and they couldn't find anybody. Right. And there's really not any proof that they were ever there besides um, the fact that they had, somebody had, like, carved the word Croatan into a tree nearby the settlement. And, um, but, it, like, but they were, the biggest, the biggest confusion for them was that it didn't look like everything, like, it didn't look like anything was forced off of the area. Like it, everything was just kind of uprooted and. So we're talking kind of like, uh, uh, like that they might Lake Anjikuni, where things aren't disturbed. Yeah. And. But like that, there's nothing there, so that they might have naturally moved it themselves. Mm-hmm. Because nobody saw them. Oh wait, but, there's like nothing. There's not like huts. No. Well, I mean, I have, like, all of the all of the establishments that they had going, they had completely taken away. Oh. So no trace. Almost no trace. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um. They had also told them to carve a... What kind of cross? They told them to carve a Maltese cross on a tree nearby to indicate, like, if... if a Maltese cross? Maltese cross. I don't know what... I'm the Chris, resident Christian, and I don't know what a Maltese cross is. <laughs> you don't is. know what it is? I just think of the Maltese dog. Dog, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> it's just two of them laying across <laughs> each other. Right. Ah. Yeah, two Malteses. Ah, Malteses. Okay. So we're looking yeah, at there you go. a Maltese cross. Okay. It's old school. Very, it's the one that looks like a bunch of bees kind of veering out from the center. Makes me think of, uh, was it from Resident Evil, the Umbrella Corpse logo? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Um, so they had told them to carve that into the tree if they had had any like trouble or anything like that, or if, if mm-hmm. a tribe had come to take them or something like that, and there mm-hmm. was no cross. So there was no hmm. proof that they had had any problems either or any issues with anybody. Interesting. I mean, I feel like, I don't know if they got attacked, though, by the natives. Well, because I feel like you'd find like evidence of a battle, and you'd find more right. than one skeleton, and like you might not find their cabins that they had built, but you might find like burned down remnants or something. You know, like if the tribes had come through and yeah. decided that they didn't want them there anymore. Well, and if they took their land back, you would think they'd set up shop and be like, "This is our land." Yeah, that they would be there. Yeah. By the time they got there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So this is kind of, this is like the initial, this is the initial trip. Uh, when they couldn't find anybody on their first arrival, the master pilot, Simon Fernandez, refused to let the colonists return to the ships, <clears throat> ins- insisting that they set up a colony on Roanoke. So that was the first trip. So that was why, like, they were like, okay, there's nobody here, we're going to take it over. Uh, John White reestablished relations with the, with the Croatan and other local tribes. 
but those with him they'd fought previously refused to meet with him. Okay, so he was so if they met him <clears throat> brand new, they were cool. Yeah. But if they'd, they'd if they'd had problems in the past, they still got problems. Right. Essentially. Right. right. Um, the beef is still fresh. Yeah, still fresh. Beef so fresh. So the colonists persuaded Governor White to return to England to explain the colony's desperate situation and ask for help, which is what urged them to go back and get supplies and everything. Yeah. Um, And then they left behind the 118 people. The remaining men and women who had made the Atlantic crossing, plus White's newly born granddaughter, Virginia Dare, the first English child born in the Americas. So Hmm. cute. Maybe we'll provide a picture. (laughs) It's and doubtful actually, at this I point. I bet she's not cute. <laughs> she's an English baby from the 1500s. I'm sorry. I don't know. UK, we've got a lot of love from you recently. Don't hold it against us. Despite that, despite that. <laughs> it's just weird that there's literally no, there's zero trace of these guys. Not even like, I mean, you would think back then, mm-hmm. I don't know, there'd be, people would be pretty well versed in tracking people and, and I don't know. It's weird that they weren't able to find anything you know i wonder though if they really were like or were these just like a bunch of londoners that had only lived in the city like i know the city then it's not the city now but still it's not like tracking your food every day yeah you're right they should have totally ill-equipped yeah (laughs) i mean it's gonna be one person right that's like oh yeah they can hunt yeah (laughs) maybe gather (laughs) he got sick on the boat ride over (laughs) right he's not doing so good he fell overboard but yeah, yeah no, I, I wonder that sometimes. <laughs> it's it is really weird though that there's no there's no trace. It makes me wonder if it was even an actual voyage. Was it even real, or is this like a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah just like, a story. Like like, like was Roanoke actually like the colony actually set up? But then the only thing that hinders that is that the 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 one that were setting up Chesapeake was it Chesapeake Bay? Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to try to pick them up. So yeah. that's the only thing that makes me question that. Right. I wonder, just take, just remembering that there's a place in North Carolina called Raleigh. Yep. There's like an area called Raleigh. I'm wondering if it's base, if it's named after uh, Sir Walter Raleigh. Possibly. So, okay. So, they showed up, told told these people, yeah, you're the special people. You get, you're going to get left behind. you got to set up. You got to set up shop. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back with everything. That's what I was anywhere. wondering. I was like, how did, how did that conversation go down? Right. Like, did, did we vote, or, or was it just, just like... Just two guys at the, end of the, at the end of the boat, just with swords. Being, <laughs> right. Sorry, guys. Nobody else. We're at capacity. Look, figure, out, figure out how corn works. I know you all fit the first time. <laughs> Not going to happen. Well, what, what would you want to... Would you want to stay, or would you want to go back? Well, I mean, just... I mean, I would probably want to stay, but I grew up in a country-ish area. Right. Well, so, I think it depends, though, too, because if you brought your family with you... Yeah, that's true. And you got you yeah. got a little one you got to fight for or something like that. You don't want to be in a truly unknown. But I think I can like I mean, which I grew up in the wilderness, like near wilderness. I won't say I grew up in the wilderness because I grew up in a city, but like twenty minutes and you were in the woods. Mm-hmm. So we went there a lot as a kid. I feel like I could make it happen. See, I feel like I can make it happen with as long as I had a lighter and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> a lighter and a knife, and I'm good. They didn't have a lighter back then. That's it the thing. Provided but, the resources. <laughs> right. But see, I also grew up in a time with lighters where they didn't. So I feel like the average person knew how to start fire more than we did because you had to cook. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Three times a day. Right. Pitching a little. Right. <laughs> the old uh, 
I don't even know what that. The old rubber twig. Friction twig. Old friction twig. The old rubber dub dub. Friction twig is a good band name. Friction twig. Like, oh my god. Oh man, I'm just I'm trying to think of any from Parks and Rec. Eagle Eye Tiger. Suicide Teddy Bear. Mouse Rat, right? Yeah, Mouse Rat. Don't disrespect Mouse Rat. Then oh when, when Andy's gone, Rat Mouse. Yeah. That, <laughs> Scarecrow, right. Scarecrow Boat. All right. Scarecrow Boat. <laughs> oh, that, you know, that's kind of fitting. They came over on a boat. They're gone. No, they're dead. They're probably scared. Scarecrow Boat. I'm sure there were crows around. <laughs> Can we just call this episode Scarecrow Boat? Yep. Let's Scare- just keep coming up with names for this episode. <laughs> Not even talk about what's happening. <laughs> okay. So when they sail, when they sailed off um, in, in 1587... Um, to, to head back and get supplies. They knew that the like, crossing the Atlantic at that time of year was a considerable risk. Plans for a relief fleet were delayed by the first by the captain's first by the captain's refusal to return during the winter and then an attack on on the English uh, by the Spanish Armada and the subsequent Anglo-Spanish War. Okay. Happening during that. So time. they kind of got cut off then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um like look, we got to fend home before we can help outside. Mhm. Right. So well, were, yeah, every every able English ship was recruited to join the fight. So oh, every spare resource was going towards that war. Okay. So they were like, "You have a rescue mission? Not anymore. <laughs> right. No, <Nope. laughs> just knock to the bottom. Yeah, the yeah. Bo- last priority. Mm-hmm. Right. So it left it left John White without uh, means to return to Roanoke at the time. And then again in spring of 1588, uh, he he went to set off again, and he managed to acquire two small vessels and sailed for Roanoke. However, his attempt to return was thwarted when the captains of the ships attempted to capture several Spanish ships on their way out to, in order to make some money on the voyage. And they themselves were captured and their cargo was seized. So with nothing left to deliver to the colonists, they returned to England. So basically they played themselves. Yeah, two did well. So the first time they had to go to war, the second time they were like, oh, we can do it. And then, oh, look at that, look at that Spanish ship. They got right. some gold, That's right? what you get for being greedy. So those were the first two attempts, and then because of the, the continuing war with Spain, he was unable to mount another resupply attempt for an additional three years. Okay. Jeez. So they, they returned on August 18, 1590, on his granddaughter's birthday, that Virginia Dare. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Third birthday. But they found the settlement deserted. That was when they came back, and it was deserted. His men could not find any trace of the 90 men, 17 women, and 11 children. Wait, uh, wait. That's a really bad ratio. It's terrible. That is not a good ratio. It's a lot of, as, There's as a lot of, of single. Would say, what we now call, or what we now know to be a sausage party. Oh, is that it? Is that the textbook <laughs> definition? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was where it originated, actually. We, we, have, we have went. <laughs> yeah, we have went down some, <laughs> some rabbit holes we did not dare before. That's where it originated. <laughs> Didn't even know what sausage was. <laughs> they knew what sausage. Come on, Germany's been oh, making no. sausage forever. They're making sausage. <laughs> But if German, they probably it was probably like a German delicacy. Like you combine oh, those two, you combine those two words back then, and they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Sausage party? Party? What is this sausage party? <laughs> what is this? Uh, I don't know what accent that's supposed to be. <laughs> we gave y'all a break, but we came back with some fire we've never had. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so now onto the clues. So the only clue was the word Croatan carved into a post of the fence around the village, and then the letters CRO carved into a nearby tree. I don't know what the significance of the three letters is. I'm not sure why. Well, crow, like crow, like Croatan, yeah, yeah. But I 
Uh, maybe they just didn't get to finish. Okay, right. Stopped halfway. Yeah. Through. It could just be somebody's initials. So the so the fence of the colony was that makes I mean so the fence was still around. That the was, fence was still around, yeah. But everything inside oh. the settlement itself was gone, okay. Okay, which is so even that's even more weird. All the like, buildings, like yeah. So we have a structure. Well, some form of a structure, right? In yeah, the, in the fence. That's true. Weird. So then everything just kind of got cleared out mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Okay. Anything living wise? Huh. Yeah. And so all the houses, yeah, all the houses and settlements were were dismantled, and so which kind of made it seem like their departure wasn't hurried. Like they kind of just. Yeah, Maybe got up and left, and took all their stuff with them. Yeah. Before they before the colon the, before the the expedition had left the colony to to like resupply, they had told them about carving the Maltese cross, and just like in case anything had happened, indicating that their absence had been forced or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no cross, and White took this to mean that they had moved to a Croatan island, now known as the Hatteras Island, which is later on they feel like they might have. That's where they found in 1998. They found some of the... Okay. Like, the possible artifacts. Yeah. So potential link there. Um, so a massive storm was forming, and his men refused to go any further. So the next day they left. They just gave up on him. They gave, they gave it a day. Yeah, wow. wow. What gave it? They waited 15 years. Wait, so real, real quick. I, where did the 15 years come in? Remember that? I thought that because they waited... Maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering something totally wrong, but I thought they waited. Twelve years went by before Walter Raleigh decided to find out what happened to his colony. That's right. Okay. Cold <laughs> But then they yeah. they searched for one. Okay. They searched for one day. <laughs> I'm sure they're still around. <laughs> All right. And, and so- then they were like, and then twelve years later, he was like, you know what? I swear I left my <laughs> granddaughter there. <laughs> Wasn't she three last time I saw her? Oh, it was her birthday, I thought. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So they went to go find this 118 people that they left for dead, essentially. 12 years. Know, that's 15, year, 15 years total. Wait, so this this party that came out looked for a day and left. Is that the one that was setting up Chesapeake, or is that like a separate party? No, it's separate. Okay. So did they go back home? Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> really? <laughs> Why would you go all the way across <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean in a wooden boat? Search for a day. Search for a day and leave. Like that's a glorified cruise with an excuse. That's when you're like, "Oh, I'll visit Aunt Tilly because she lives next to like Starbucks, so I can like go get a Starbucks right. while I'm there." But I can say it's because I'm seeing Aunt Tilly. The perks of, of the voyage, <laughs> right? And yeah, well, but the end game doesn't matter. No, I, I'm starting to realize Aunt Tilly seems to come up a lot. <laughs> I don't have an Aunt Tilly. Have you said Aunt Tilly before? Oh yeah. Have you referenced that before? Yep. And I bet they weren't even searching for like a full twenty-four hour day. It was probably more like a work day, like eight hours, <laughs> like seven. Day. They Maybe. took a little siesta. In between. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Uh, union rules. Go. <laughs> they had two uh, two paid fifteen-minute breaks in the. Yeah. Like, that just seems silly though. They just go for no, eight. absolutely. Unless you were like, like something happened on the voyage and you were super low. Teamsters were cutting them no slack. Uh, that's what. It was. Right. Oh, but you were like super low on supplies. I mean, so after like, a war, I guess you might think they cuz like why well, wouldn't you just wait like for the four or five days and that's that's giving it a generous amount of time mm-hmm. for the storm to pass right that's not that long you got a you got a four to six month boat trip waiting on you <laughs> like I see a storm on the horizon i don't want to be here any longer <laughs> i don't really see him why is the rum gone 
Why is the rum gone? We're going to go back home. Get more rum. Uh, okay. So, led by Samuel Mace, this 1602 expeditions, we're in 1602 now, differed from previous voyages in that Raleigh brought his own ship and guaranteed the sailors' wages so they would not be distracted by privateering. So they didn't have any other... That makes much more sense. Yeah. And privateering is just pirating. Exactly. Just legal pirating. Mm-hmm. Which they already tried to do before and got caught up. Yep. And played themselves. Yeah, so he didn't. He, did, he was taking no chances this time. However, they still hoped that they would make money from the trip, and Mesa's ship landed in the Outer Banks um, to gather aromatic woods or plants such as sassafras that would generate a decent profit back in England. By the time they could turn their attention to the colonists... The weather had turned bad, and they were forced to return without even making it to Roanoke Island. So another 12 years goes by, and they still don't even make it back to <laughs> Roanoke. It's just a lost cause at this point. Yeah, I mean. yeah, it's pretty bad. And by this time, uh, Walter Raleigh had been arrested for treason. Ah, of course. On July 19, 1603, he was charged with involvement in the main plot against Elizabeth's successor, James I. Thus, Raleigh was unable to send any further missions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Later on in 1603... Which I guess if we think about it, treason for them is good for us. Well, we weren't even the colonies at that point, really. We were yeah. trying to be, and people were, were abandoning it. it. Yeah. yeah. We so. were like, yeah, we're going to leave you there, and then we're going to go and get stuff, and then we're going to leave you there for 15 years. <laughs> and we'll be back, I promise. Right. And this was in... I guess this was the... I guess that's not true. Was this the only known colony at the time, or I, am I like... Just I think it's well. It's the first English one. I th- yeah. I'm I'm positive there's Spanish ones already. Right. Um, kinda... By that point, but f- as far as English in the Americas, it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Arriving on the East Coast. Oh yeah. Boy. So one more expedition was led later on in 1603 by uh, Bartholomew Gilbert with the intention of finding the colonists. Um, they intended to go through through there and then end at Chesapeake Bay. But bad weather forced them to land in an unspecified location <laughs> near there. <laughs> Dude, I knew it was gonna be something like that. It just—I don't understand. The one <laughs> the comedy, dude. The one—the one thing that always prevents them. Oh, it's bad weather again. <laughs> it's like they never planned for it. They don't have their meteorologists weren't very good. Maybe they should—they should sail. Um, they should do like like serpentine step. You know how like to avoid gun like gunfire? Maybe they should sail serpentine to avoid, avoid the storms. Yeah, to maybe? avoid storms. I don't know. I don't know. But the landing team, including Gilbert, uh, they were killed by a group of Native Americans for unknown reasons on July 29th. This was only ten days after Walter Raleigh was Raleigh was uh, arrested. But they were killed by the natives. Yeah, this other this last expedition in 1603, they were killed by natives for. They don't really. Have, they didn't really specify. Well, I'm sure just being there. Being there. They just keep coming back, and they're like, they're like, like, why won't these people leave go. us be? You guys have tried so many times, <laughs> yes. and you, the, the storm has take the hint <laughs> stopped you like four times. So yeah, uh, the remaining crew were forced to return to England empty-handed, yet again. It's like Bro. try five. I know, dude. Meanwhile, the Spanish had different reasons for wanting to find the colony. And uh, knowing of Raleigh and, and his plan to use Roanoke as like a base for the privateering, they wanted to kind of have that as in-between spot. They wanted to destroy it. They had been, get, they had been getting a bunch of in, like reports of activities there. 
which aren't accurate because there's nobody there. <laughs> uh, and they imagined they imagined the colony to be far more successful than it actually was. So they thought it was like this big deal. That so the Spanish thought that down. it was booming. Yeah, and they okay. wanted to go and take it down and make it well. I mean, useful I, for their own. I'm assuming. I'm more likely to believe that. And I know no word was coming out from the colony to England, like because they were epically failing this whole time. But the Spanish were the first to colonize the Americas, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be surprised if they had like Florida already established. Yeah, that it wasn't that far of a trip for them. To go yeah, and they like popped by a couple times and be like, "Oh, there's like a lot of like smoke coming through," and then they look over and like, "Oh, there's quite a few buildings over there. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they are doing good." Right. And then they book it back down to Florida. So in 1590, this is like backtracking a little bit. They they had like sailed by and seen remnants of the colony by accident, and it was assumed that it was just an outlying base of the main settlement. So they thought that there was m- more further inland. And who is this? This is the Spanish. Okay. So they had sailed by in 1590, and they were like, "Oh, what's going on over there?" Right, right, That's right. What you said. Huh, how about that? Uh, <laughs> so they believed they believed that to be. Um, in the Chesapeake Bay area, John White's intended location. So they were like, they were in between Roanoke and Chesapeake trying to find out what was going on at mm-hmm. both settlements so that they could potentially take it over. Yeah. But just as the Anglo-Spanish were prevented White, uh, John White from returning in a timely manner, Spanish authorities in the New World could not muster enough support back home for such a venture either. So nobody could make it to Roanoke. <laughs> either side, nobody could make it there. Once Jamestown was established in 1607... Uh, efforts were undertaken by the English to acquire more information about the, um, from the Powhatan tribe about the Roanoke, which is, I'm assuming was the closest nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, the first definitive information concerning the fate of the lost colony came from Captain John Smith. Oh. Hey. Jump in. Jump <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he comes into play after all. Leader of the Jamestown colony from 1608 to 1609. He did not. He only, he only led for two years. Well, he went back to England, didn't he? John Smith? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he went, I'm pretty sure he went back to England, because didn't he actually take Pocahontas back to England? Did he? So what happens? That's not what happens in the movie, though, right? I know that that, that's Pocahontas too. I'm pretty sure. Oh man! Oh, I never saw number two. But, Was it historically? Uh, are they historic? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did, because I've I've seen like old, old, old pictures of Pocahontas in like a Victorian dress. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah, DJ. So we got a fourth guest. Wait. No wait, are there there were there photos back then? Dude, <laughs> right, like man, let me double check that. Right. I don't know. I'm pretty Dude, sure I've seen her in a dress. 1600s. I don't know. I know this is a side note, but I don't. Dude, I don't. It might be paintings. <laughs> I just, I just. That's why I specifically said like picture, like a picture right, could be a lot. Didn't I didn't say photograph. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they painted her in a pretty dress. Right. <laughs> wait, what are you looking up right now? So she did. In 1616. 1616? Yes. So she went back to... A dozen Powhatan. Mm-hmm. That's this tribe. Yep. Yep. A dozen Powhatan men and women uh, went to England in 1616. With John Smith? Uh, that's conflicting. Some people say she never actually met John Smith. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I've heard that too, though. I remember people were saying that about the movie. That, that was wrong about the movie. It was like, oh, she never even met. Yeah. But it's... I mean, I don't... We weren't there. Right. Who knows? So we, who knows? But this is obviously... <laughs> oh, write things down better. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's not hard, guys. <laughs> so, in 
So according to somebody who like actually did take stock of like what was happening during the time, somebody who would write stuff, they call him a chronicler. Right. <laughs> he learned from uh, he said he said that Smith had learned from Chief Powhatan. Uh, John Smith had learned that Chief Powhatan had personally conducted the slaughter of the Roanoke colonists just prior to the arrival of the Jamestown settlers because they were living with the Chesapeans, Ch- Ches- Chesapeans, Chesapeans. Mm-hmm. Which is a tribe living in the eastern portion of the present-day Southampton Roads subregion, who were related to the Pamlico tribe in Carolina and who refused to merge with the Powhatans. So it's like you're hanging out with our enemies, so you gotta go. Right. So they just. A rumor is that he had them all killed. This shocking information was reported to England, and by the spring of 1609, King James and the Royal Council were convinced that Chief Powhatan was responsible for the slaughter of the whole colony. All right, so. Maybe the Native Americans did it. Mm-hmm. There's a second source for Chief Powhatan, too. Oh, okay. I like sources. If, what, what do I feel like I'm saying when I say Powhatan? Popotan. What is Popotan? I think it's an anime. Don't judge me. Popotan. The, the second source of Chief Powhatan's involvement um, was a William Strait, Strahey, who was the secretary of the Jamestown Colony in six, from 1610 to 1611. And he says that that the history of travail into Virginia, Britannia, which is, I'm assuming just a text of the, of the time that was probably pretty current, uh, seemed to confirm Smith's report and provided additional information, which is that the colonists had been leaving peacefully, leaving living peacefully among a group of natives beyond Powhatan's domain for more than 20 years when they were massacred. Furthermore. Powhatan himself seemed to have directed the slaughter because of prophecies by his priests that he would be overthrown by people from that area. And he reportedly produced several English-made iron implements to back his claim. Hmm. So he says that like he had even some of the gear from some of the people that he right. had killed. Okay. So spoils of battle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty... You would think that's pretty concrete. I mean, you got, you got somebody confessing. They got physical proof. Right. But when they've been gone for so many years, going back and forth. Again, who can like, second guess you? If, if they had, let's say they had salvaged the entire place except for the fence for some reason. Except for the fence. Right. I mean, it. They yeah. just wanted to write Croaton everywhere. Right. <laughs> just wrote it all over the fence. <laughs> so that, that provides like the basis for the traditional belief that that's when it ended up happening to the entire colony was that they were killed by um, Indian chief. And that's been hypothesized for more than 400 years like that's just that's like the main basis of what most people think is that that's how it went down oh so like this is the most like the most popular belief is the Powhatans wiped them out yeah like the potentially most accurate claim gotcha um however no bodies were ever found and no archaeological evidence was found to support it like i guess as far as them maybe having looked like they had gone there and destroyed them uh, furthermore, recent examination of Smith and Strahey's sources, advanced by author and researcher Brandon Fulham, suggests that the massacre prescribed by Powhatan was actually the 15 people left behind by the first Roanoke expedition, leaving the fate of the second colony still unknown. Hmm. So that he would have killed 15 people, not 118 people. Hmm. So he thinks that he killed a bunch, like the specific group that everybody's talking about, but it could be misconstrued. Right, a little blown a little bit out of proportion. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which, so, I mean, that is a lot of people would have on a ship. What, 180? Well, uh, we don't know how many ships they went across with, so. How big they were. Right. Yeah. 
At least the initial, yeah. Because they could have went with like four for all we know. Yeah. I mean, you need a quite, I feel like a couple at least. It's also theorized that the colonists moved north to integrate with the, the Chesapeans, um, and that the, to make that trek northward, that they would have used a panas, which is like a really close to penis, very <laughs> small thin boat. Okay. I get it. The visual is there. The visuals. <laughs> I'm, I'm framing it with my Holding hands. Holding up hands. two hands. Two hands. Long and slender. <laughs> Uh, long and slender they named it that oh, the panas okay panas um, another small board but how is that spelled actually? we are we are normally marked ex- explicit but we are we are working that explicit tag this time yeah <laughs> yeah this one we can put a couple x's across yeah. it. um so they they feel like if they had naturally like taken small boats northward that some of them might have uh ventured off gotcha. different areas or got lost because they were people on a new land. <laughs> yeah. So they, from there, there's there's all the there's a bunch of different hypotheses that they've ended up with different tribes of different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've a lot of people have done a lot of research on it. Like in 2000, there was a book uh, called Roanoke: The Solving the Mystery of the Lost Colony by a historian Lee Miller. Credit where credits due. <laughs> They said she says that it that it makes most sense that um, they would have sought shelter with the with the Chowanoke, who were attacked by another tribe identified by the Jamestown colony as the Mandoag. There's so many. Uh, the Mandoag are believed to be either the Tuscarora, an Iro- Iroquois speaking tribe, or the Eno, also known as the Wainoke. Okay. Words. Props. <laughs> So from the early 17th century to the middle 18th century, uh, European colonists reported encounters with gray-eyed American Indians who claimed to be descents, descendants from the colonies. Okay. And records from French uh, Huguenots who settled along the Tar River in 1696 tell of meeting Tuscarawas with blonde hair and blue eyes, uh, which wouldn't have been like natural traits within Indian tribes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as Jamestown, as Jamestown was near, was like the nearest English settlement, and they had no record of being attacked by Tuscarora, the likelihood that the origin of those fair-skinned natives was the lost colony is high. So another potential, like they branched off and just went, went their own separate ways. Um, let's see. There's so many, guys. There's so many. In the late 1880s, North Carolina state legislator um, discovered that this red bones those of Indian blood neighbors in Robeson County claimed also to have been descendants from Roanoke settlers. This is 200 years later. So we're done in the 1600s. Mm-hmm. So 200 years later, there's still these people that claim to be descendants from that original tribe or colony. And you notice that many of the words in their language had striking similarities to obsolete English words. Furthermore, many of the family names were identical to those listed in Hakluit's account of the colony. Thus, on February 10th, 1885, convinced that these were the descendants of the Lost Colony, he helped to pass the Croatan Bill, officially designated the population around Robeson County as Croatan. So I guess that they just naturally assimilated, they mm-hmm. just, from that colony... And that's this theory. ...went Croatan, yeah. Yeah. Um, a similar legend claims that the now-extinct Saponi of Person County... Person County? Saponi. I think Saponi is the tribe... Uh, of Person County, North Carolina, are descended from the English colonists. However, no documented evidence exists to link this opponent to them. Um, so it's just like the, all these different tribes that just say that they originated from them. And that's pretty much all that we have on it. There are like some other theories that people have um, that don't necessarily have to do with 
the different tribes. Um, one of them is that the Spanish destroyed the colony. Earlier in the century, the Spanish did destroy evidence of the French colony of Fort Charles in coastal South Carolina, and then massacred the inhabitants of Fort Caroline, a French colony near present-day Jacksonville, Florida. However, a Spanish attack is unlikely, as the Spanish were still looking for the location of England's failed colony as late as 1600, 10 years after White discovered that the colony was missing. So that would have been a lot of time in between right. when they originally got there and when these people would have been looking for them. Mm-hmm. So... Some people think it was still the Spanish that destroyed him. Um, I'll accept the fence. The almighty fence. Yeah, the <laughs> right. fence is wrong. And, yeah. I mean, that's that's a majority of the hypotheses on yeah. it. There is still, um, as of 2007, there was the last colony of Roanoke DNA project that was created and is led by uh, Roberta Estes, who owns a private DNA testing company in order to solve the mystery of the lost colony using historical records, migration patterns, oral histories, and DNA testing. Hmm. The project used Y chromosome, uh, mitochondrial DNA, and autosomal DNA. Yeah, that looks right. That looks right. Look that up. <laughs> but as of 2016, they have not been able to positively identify any descendants of the colony. Okay. All right. So they could have ended up in so many different places. Well, with all of these options, Jordan... What do you feel happened? I feel like most likely they would have tried to find, like they, like what you said, I don't think that they would wait a long round for very long, mm-hmm. like especially not 15 years. Probably got up and moved along and integrated with people nearby, so worked their way into tribes if they could. If not, then probably died by their hands. Mm-hmm. And Maybe some of them split up. I don't know. That's yeah. an option too. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm assuming like some of them went different, like different groups went different ways potentially yeah. of the actual colony, and then some of them might have found these this tribe, and they weren't so friendly. Some of them might have been able to make it into this tribe, depending on how friendly mm-hmm. their neighbors were. So, I don't think the Spanish destroyed them though. I feel okay. like they wanted to, but never made it by. Okay. So they ventured off with the natives. I would say so. Okay. Avery, how do you feel? Any given group. I was probably. I'm gonna have to agree with that. I mean, I think that. I don't know. I don't think that they were wiped out necessarily. I mean, I think that if anything, yeah, I mean, it would make, I don't know if they were, if you were sitting there for that long, you'd probably want to get up and stretch your legs. <laughs> I, would, I would like find a way to make my own boat to get out of there. Exactly. That's what I was thinking is that if it were me, I can't, I would not want to wait for another, for them to come back, especially after the first two years, I'd be like, okay, no, this is, yeah, this is getting ridiculous. They're all like standing there on the shore watching the boat. Oh, <laughs> right. They they see them spot a storm and they're like, go. Uh, no, turn around. <laughs> um, I think I would probably I would agree with Jordan. I think that they probably just all split up, went their own ways. Some merged with neighboring tribes, or you know, uh, you know. I'm sure that they didn't all leave as one unit. Um, but yeah, that's what I would have to agree with that. I mean, I, that makes the most sense to me. What Maybe about the, you? the 90 men went one way, the, the, <laughs> right. the 11 women went this way, and the, <laughs> the, other, the other children just took off on their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None of us can stay together. I don't know. What do you think? You have to have the dissenting uh, opinion. Yeah, you gotta have, have an, You have to have something else. Oh, oh. <laughs> you gotta be something else. Oh, I do. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna propose this. Drop some knowledge. This is a theory that was not listed. Oh, really? As of my own. Oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> the source is me. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, I think there was no colony. Okay. I think that what was it? What was the guy's name? 
not Whitman. Uh, Walter Raleigh. There we go. Oh, the guy that was convicted for treason that was supposed to be footing the bill for all this stuff to happen. I don't think he ever set up a Roanoke colony. I think he was using it as an excuse to go out and privateer and fund privateering expeditions. Hmm. So that's why that's why I think they would go out and they'd only touch down for a day and head back. That's or, a fun thought, that he was just a terrible person and left <laughs> all of his people there to die. I mean, so he, he, he got convicted. Well, not even, not even, no, 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 not even that. Not just the fact, like, he said he was going to set up a colony. Yeah. Never did. It was just a front the whole time. He was really just like getting the funding or or trying to make something look legit when he was really going out and privateering and like robbing Spanish scallions and stuff. Yeah, we're gonna go see those 115 people that we left out there for no reason. No, 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 no. Like there's oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like he says that they're there. Yeah. And he keeps going back. He's actually going out and just like attacking Spanish. Yeah, just right. trying to get as much gold as he can. I can see that. Because, uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought. Lying has been around for a long time, so. It, you know, <laughs> people have been greedy forever. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there was a colony. Well, as much as I want to agree with you, because that would be nice not to have had those people go through that <laughs> waiting period, I guess, and then potentially be either massacred by Indian tribes or North American tribes, sorry. Um, I don't know. Assimilation seems kind of hard for me, too. Because I know of how ill-adapted they are to illnesses of the European people. Because, mm-hmm. like, that was one of the number one things. I mean, I know it was a little bit later on. Um, with, like, smallpox. Can't, well, that happened quite a bit in, like, South America. Yeah. E- either way, like, they just were not... They never encountered our illnesses. So, you got one snotty-nosed kid. Half a tribe might go down. Getting a whole tribe sick. Yeah. Yeah. So. You got, you got the chief Poetan over there being, like... Nah, I killed them all. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were shacking up with her, their enemies. So. Full credit. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's a. I even got their chest piece, so I get the armor. Like I got their armor. Well, wouldn't that be recovered too? Like, so there was zero. There was nothing that was recovered really from. From the site itself. Yeah, from the. Not by anybody that was like writing about it at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird. It's like maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's like almost like someone dumped everything into the ocean. Then you know that very well may be a thing. They might have went through, slaughtered everybody, and just tossed everything in the ocean. Yeah. I would not be surprised. It's like like you weren't of here. You came to my land. Not only am I going to kill you, your dead body can't stay here either. You gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I think if, I think if, if anybody did get to them, it would have been one of the local tribes as opposed to the Spanish coming over and being like having spotted them from the shore or whatever. I feel like it would have been one of the tribes nearby them. That would have taken them down. I think it's more likely. I wouldn't count the Spanish out, but I think it's more likely. Count the Spanish out. <laughs> the Spanish off the table, Jordan? Off the table. <laughs> no, I, I was just so so far between the two the two different expeditions that they were like, they came by right after those people had left. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. 15 years, that's a long time to wait, though. Yeah. So Native American assimilation or death. Yeah. <laughs> or they didn't exist at, at all. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's a good one too. I mean, that's something we even talked about before. We got three potential, three yeah. potential endings. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a choose your own adventure the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, no matter what path you chose, we're winding down the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan, do you have any announcements for the for the good audience? Announcements? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. 
You're of your own. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. You know the thing. Am I out of the loop now? No, um, I don't think so. I'm just playing footsie with. Oh, we're playing footsie over here. I keep wanting to put my foot up on the. Yeah, it's catching me off guard. I'm sorry. You can go ahead. I didn't know if you were like, oh yeah. So next time I'm doing this one. No, I got. I was looking at disappearances, and this was like one of the biggest stories of all. Um, but I'm thinking maybe like another disappearance, but maybe just an individual next time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Avery, how did you enjoy the show? It was fun. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. You're always welcome back. Sweet. I feel like we might have to like get you to get a topic and come and host one too. Yeah. No, I'd be done. That sounds just come and host a story, and we can. Of course. Yeah, you. just let me know. Uh, I, I'd be more than happy to do that. That sounds like fun. I'm up next, but I have no clue what I'm going to do yet. We did time slips last time with you, right? That's what that was. Well, one time slip. No. Well, it was a couple of things in one. It was going to be time slips, and then I found a dude that had a dude, a sir, a dude, <laughs> a sir that had uh, a time slip, a ghost experience, and UFO experience. So, Sir Victor Goddard, Victor, the paranormal man of the year. Maybe that's like an award we we should bestow each year. Paranormal Man of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think he wins this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did those all happen in one year? Not one year. Okay. No, that's but like of our year, he's the par- our, our paranormal. Our paranormal. <laughs> paranormal. He gets inducted. Jeez, it's, it's like getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. You got to build those. Your rep. Your you got to build your. Uh, come on, help me out here. You got to build your resume. Right. You got to build your resume. Yeah. Build that resume. Yeah. Okay, so we so got nothing. We got. <laughs> <laughs> we will have an episode. It's just undetermined. We got something coming up. We just don't know it yet. Yep. I'm thinking. I'm thinking likely a UFO story because it has been a while since we've had an actual UFO story. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking that um, then maybe a cryptid after that. We'll see. Uh, then maybe after my next episode, we might churn out another urban legends. We'll see. I might try. I might try to find something that we haven't done before. Oh, like a topic we've not done? Yeah. All right. It's like Bigfoot or something. What can we do? No, like not a cryptid or a disappearance or a UFO or a conspiracy theory. Or ghosts. Or a haunted house. Just something weird. Yeah, something weird. Weird and unexplainable. If you guys have ideas for episodes for us, again, not that we're running out of ideas. <laughs> I feel like it always just sounds like, oh, God, help us. No, there's no. Something. We have ideas. That's not the issue. It's just we're trying to narrow down what, like, what's going to be the coolest next thing we do. Yeah. If you guys have ideas, please shoot us an email at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. One more time, creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. We got we to gotta get you talking like the, the guys on the radio. Get you talking real fast. And you can <laughs> Super just fast. Just rattle it out. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> well, since you asked, well, I just recently acquired my merchandise, and my merchandise is exquisite. <gasps> I need to see your mug, sir. Oh, why don't you take a look in the cabinet? Where's it at? <laughs> the shirt is fantastic. It is very comfortable, and the logo logo turned out quite well on it. Um, so if you guys are interested, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, there will be a link um, to our merchandise. If not, check out Spreadshirt.com and search our, our store. It's our name, Creepy Campfire Podcast. And we've got everything from shirts, mugs, aprons, bags, you name it. You can put our logo on it. This camping mug is legit. Oh, that's sweet. All right, I need to get one. Cool. That's really cool. Just enough for that little dinky coffee, whatever 
That's coffee thing you have whenever you're out camping. The percolator? The little percolator. Yeah, percolator. <laughs> this thing. Oh, yeah. That thing. Whatever you're pouring out of. That's so cool. Yeah, guys, get mugs. Get mugs, get shirts. We got all kinds of merch on there for you, so check that out. Um, but, again, like I'm going to keep plugging it every time a thousand times. Just reach out to us, guys. Let us know if you have any personal stories of your own. You've already heard one listener that's came on and given his story. We'd love to be able to do that for other people. doesn't have to be as bold as, as recording yourself. I know some people are a little too nervous to do that. You can even just shoot us the email, and we'll read the story out for you. Just reach out to us. We really appreciate it. Even if it's just to say hi, tell us how you feel about the show. Um, and speaking of how you feel about the show, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Because that's what gets the show out there. That's what gets other people listening. And more importantly, gets other ghost stories and other weird stories coming in for us to give you. Let's see those stars, guys. So the more that you rate, give us ratings and reviews, the more other people can find us. And we can give you more content. Win-win. All right, you guys. So remember, send us all your stuff. Not all your stuff. Send us, <laughs> send us all your stories, your videos, your recordings, anything you got. Just... Just send it to us. And uh, <laughs> Jordan, are you tired? <laughs> it's been a long day. Send it to creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and just remember, guys, until next time, stay, stay toasty. toasty.